No, I, I never even knew of it until GameSack was all about it, and it looks pretty badass. I didn't know of it at the time. I wasn't a big in the shooters or in Guardian Legend. That was my jam. I had Guardian Legend on gold back in the day. Well, you know, it's by Compile, yeah. which is the same company. They've been like Gunnack in them. They do Gunnack, which yeah. is also like one of the best. Space Megaforce, and don't which you is also do... called Super Aleste. Um, what about Super Firepower 2000? I don't... That's the badass no. one where you can be like a Jeep and a jet, and it's a shooter. Almost like a silkworm. No, but it's but it's the same view of like looking down and shooting straight up. Yeah. But you got to go around the Top obstacles if you're a jeep. Um, I don't know about that one. Um, yeah, that's another I, badass one. They also did Power Strike, Power Strike Two for the Master System. What's that one that's really um? It's always not getting attention for Sega Genesis. It's a real old one, and it's like a shooter where you're kind of floating. It's not. Hmm. It's like a guy's floating. It's almost like Scat, but it's for Sega Genesis and it's a different name. Forbidden Worlds, maybe? There you go. Yeah, that Forgot. game's awesome. Forgotten, it. Forgotten, Forgotten Worlds. Forgotten, yeah, Forgotten it's like Worlds. something world. That's yeah. an arcade, I mean, originally. Damn, Most yeah. of them were. But <laughs> barely gave anything to work off of. Yeah, because once you said... Cybernator, too. Yeah, once you said the conscious thing... Version. Yeah. Scat, it, yeah, basically, like Scat, Scat is like a dumbed-down version of Forgotten okay. Worlds. Yeah. yeah. It's not um, a bad game. It's called something else in Europe, I think. The Scat one. Um... That's another thing to gripe about games. They can't just keep the same fucking name across the world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's name it this over here, name it this over there. Because I have a hack. I can't remember, but like Forbidden Zone or something yeah. weird like that. I can't remember. But um, Gaiares is another awesome Gaiares. Genesis shooter. Is the other one Wing of War? Or Wing of... I don't know if I ever played that one. It's like called Ganog in Japan. And it's like... Yeah, it's like Wing of... War or something, hmm. and it's badass. Another shoot 'em up, like a little angelic creature on the front. It might not be Wing of War, it might be Wing of something else. But. I think what's cool about Gaiar is you can take the abilities, you scan like your enemies, and you take their abilities for yourself. That's I awesome. Gotcha. So you can do that to like Kirby. Yeah, and it takes time, but you can do that to a boss. Oh, no shit. So it takes a long time, but you can get a fucking boss's like massive firepower, and that's why I think that game's really neat and cool. I haven't even thought of a game like nice. that. So. Yeah, that's what makes that game great. Sega CD has, like, you know, it's got your... Uh, oh, Lords of Thunder. They got, like, on, um, Holy shit, Sega CD. They got yeah. Feces yeah. That game's whatever. gone up. Hmm? Soul Feces or something? Soul Feces. Silpede, Robo, Aleste, which is another Robo Aleste is amazing. Um, so yeah. CD's got a lot of good hidden gems in it. If and, people dig. Yeah, Android Assault is an amazing side shooter. Just the 32X doesn't really have any gems. Uh, it's got... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, Knuckles Chaos, that's about it. It's not I really a gem. That one's okay. Hey, compared to the rest of the library, it's a gem. Is it? Yeah. Um, I know it's got Doom on there, but obviously just go Ooh, on. That's a rough just go on, Doom. Just go on your PC, like. But uh. But yeah, like the shoot 'em up. It was funny because Kyle just went. Yeah. Lying if you're down, gonna go console. Kyle just went lying down and shoot 'em up shrine on the Sega yeah. CD. <laughs> that's where it is. Hilarious. But yeah, there are a lot of Genesis and Sega shoot 'em ups on the on the systems that are like people don't really know about them because everybody only talks Nintendo. Yep. And it's like there's a lot of hidden treats. Like Genesis is almost untapped. There's like a lot of. I really stuff. need to True. do. Really need to do something on Road Rash. I went through all those. Like Road Rash games are classic. Those are cool. I still need three for some reason. That's I always. And we were talking Splatter Houses, like Splatterhouse two and three on the Genesis. Or... Oh man. Anybody who's yeah, good at three, use... I'll videotape it because I'm not good at three at all. What well, makes Splatterhouse two cool? Is. Yeah, three is like a different. Two I can format. get like halfway, and then I have a pretty rough time. Two is cool because you can get like a chainsaw. Three is more exploration version. It's not really non. Three is annoying because you're timed, and if you don't do it in time, then like your kid or your wife dies. It's like programmed it's completely different though. It's like a and you got to know like the right type. mapping. Everything looks different. Yeah, they just put too much shit in three. Kind of ruined it for me. It's worth a shit ton though. That's yeah, for sure. Is. I'm glad I got a copy. Th- yeah, yeah I think I think combined we got them all. Yeah, because a lot of Genesis games aren't worth a lot, but the ones that are, are like Musha, you know, it's like through the roof. Really? It's like, like GameSack mentioned like something. Two or three hundred bucks. And it's been like that. Really? It's been like that. I got mine years ago, and it was still. So like, you got your Snatcher. Um, I really don't have too many CDs, but uh, yeah, I, I got a copy games. of Snatcher. That's cool. You got one, and then um, that one's up funny there. thing is, Sega CD you just burn it and it plays. There's no copyright protection on Sega the ISOs CDs. are all online. Too. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. You can at least play them. Until you can, you can at least find play them. It's the same find the copy with so. the PC Engine Super CD ROMs. Yeah, yep. same thing. Yep, you're right. That's and, what it's, I, and it's region free <coughs> on the PC engine. Yeah, that's why Turbo that doesn't even matter. Rondo of Blood. I actually burned the ISO and I played it, and it was uh 
it was redubbed in English. And that's all that's English cool, corrected. man. That's amazing. That's one that we'll do. I need your help with Castlevanias for Halloween time, because... I'm not too hot. I love Castlevania. I'm just not that good at it, unfortunately. Well, how good are you at Rondo Blood, Kyle? Well, I can practice. I, I, I can much, only get up to the point with the three bosses, and I can't do them all in a row. Yeah, it's Castlevania Three. Is I play that all the time as a kid, and I think that's probably harder than Rondo. That Blood, one's so. it is fucking hard. I'm What's not. awesome about Rondo, though, it's it's the build up to Symphony of the Night. It's a yeah. beautiful game too. It's just it's just a pleasure to play. Like, yeah, it is. It's just gorgeous. You know? And then once you unlock Maria in the game, she has the double jump. Mm. So it's, it unlocks okay. a lot. It's like Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Like or almost, almost everybody who plays Rondo sticks strictly with Maria after really? she's unlocked because of the double jump and no the shit. fact that she uses animals as her weapon. So she shoots like a little bird. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it's in like Symphony of the Night or something like that. Or I don't even know where I've seen that. But yeah, like because uh, the PSP remake, I, I have that as well, and that PSP remake of Dracula X Rondo or Castlevania Rondo Blood is amazing. And it also has the original version on it that you, you can unlock if you find the special item, and that's super cool. But but yeah, man, like the the Castlevania ones would be fun to do for um, Halloween. Yeah, Castlevania Chronicles for PlayStation is amazing too. A lot of people, for some reason, give it flack. I don't know why, but I think it's another beautiful like just to, just to play it through. It's like Super Castlevania Four. A lot of people were knocking it, saying you know it's um it's too easy. Like on Nintendo Age, especially, um, someone made a post, and a lot, like a lot of people started chiming in, like you know. But then I said something more like along the lines, like this was one of the first launch titles, and this was to showcase the Super NES. That's what like Super Castlevania Four was to me. Oh, that mm-hmm. game's beautiful. So that's why, like a lot of people say that it's easy, but you wouldn't be able to get very far if it was hard, and they wanted you to see all. The I wouldn't levels. say that one's easy. It's. I don't know. I think it's easier than, like, part no, three. No, it's definitely easier compared three, but to, I'm not saying one or, overall it's not compared, an easy game. Compared no. to one or three, I, I think four, to me, I, <laughs> once you get to the level where there's, like, the saw that comes up and the stairs yeah. start climbing, that's where it officially gets so kind of tough for me, but it's not even that bad. Like, last weekend, um, I was searching on YouTube. They did a Castlevania retrospective on one of the channels that I subscribe to. Mm-hmm. They did... Castlevania 1, and I guess on the MSX, the little, you know, yeah. Konami so, um, console that they did or whatever, because mm-hmm. Konami backed the MSX, um, Castlevania 1 is non-linear, and you can, like, fall down, and, like, you can play it, it's different fucking game, like, I want to fucking play it, Interesting. and we have the Xbox arcade that we can add MSX games to, so we don't have yeah, to spend and import it. Yeah. But I, I want to try it because it's like, dude, we're good at those fucking games. What if cause they were showing it like you play it and it's a different aspect because of how you can fall and hit certain power ups and shit? Because you don't fall down and die, you fall down and go multi levels down. Like and you know, like you go up a fucking ladder and the NES when you fall, you die. Yeah, you fall down, you go to the bottom level. Like they they designed it a little differently. That's just cool. like Isn't Metal Gear is different like on the MSX than it is on the NES. Yeah. You ever play the DOS version of Castlevania? No. no I, I think it's like that too because they probably took the same port and made it for DOS. Yeah, they I didn't, the they didn't mention the DOS version. I played some DOS hacks. I don't know if that was the one. But it wasn't a hack. No, like they made Castlevania was for, for DOS. It. I found it and I was like, holy shit, I didn't know they well, made I'm it for DOS. I'm definitely going to look that up. Is it pretty cool? Yeah, I got it in a box or my emulator. Okay. It, it, you know, it's like DOS box basically for Mac. But it was um old gamester. He he posted on Facebook about consoles that are underappreciated. So like everybody appreciates the NES. What are the oh. underappreciated ones? I mentioned one in television. Yeah, you say in television. <laughs> That's mine. Now my thing is the Commodore sixty four. There that are, one is definitely underappreciated. There are thousands of fucking games for the Commodore 64. And you want to know why that's probably underappreciated? Because at that time, you had to be a super geek to even know how to use one, probably. Yeah. But I the thing was, is it, wasn't yeah. a com- it, it, it was a computer, but all we did was play fucking games on it. Yeah. We programmed games on yeah. it. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the Commodore 64 has thousands of games. The homebrew scene never stopped since the 80s. So there's new games to this day. I mentioned, you know, Night and Grail that I'm doing a review on. It should be out by the time we air the podcast, hopefully. Wow. But, like, Night and Grail came out, like, a couple years ago. And the game is, like, Castle Metroidvania-style freaking game. It's amazing. Um, With new music and everything. But the thing is, there's thousands of games for that freaking system on three different mediums. So you have cartridge, tape, and disc. 
three different ways you can experience it. It's crazy. I mean, it's just insane. And the thing is, is that everybody complains, like, the angry video game nerd will say, oh, in this game you have to press up to jump. What the fuck were they thinking? On the Commodore, it's a known... You know, a known mechanic to yeah. up to jump it's because there's only one button. It's Which Atari. Attack, usually, use Atari controller for that shit. Yeah. So you have a button. That button's going to be your attack. Yeah. The up is for jumping because what else you can't. You ain't got nothing else. Really. Yeah. And when we were playing Usagi Ojimbo, like Usagi. you have to do a ton of different, like to put your sword out. Oh my to take God. it out to put it back in. It's like up and. A or the button, up whatever. The, up in the button. A, whatever up the button. Up in the A. Is. Yeah. <laughs> and the, or like left in the button is to like put it away or yeah. something. The thing is, is that uh, Night and Grail it uses the space bar to bring up like a menu, so you can switch out. Um, so you press space bar on the Commodore mm-hmm. to bring up a menu to switch out your different armors and weapons. The real cool thing is, is that the Xbox Arcade that we use to emulate. It's a pretty standard one-to-one emulator. No loading for the Commodore. No. The A button is your button for the for the game. Okay. The B button space already. Yeah. So that's actually a two-button game that you can play on with the controller, <laughs> so you don't have to use the keyboard, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Because on that arcade, um, if you press like the white or the black button of the Xbox, it brings up a, a pseudo keyboard. Yep. We don't have to do that, so it actually makes the game a little more like a bigger a bigger game and actually plays better on the the arcade uh, Xbox arcade because of the extra button on there yeah, and like when I looked interesting that, though yeah and like um, when I looked those games up yeah, I'd never find they're really rare online oh the like Commodore like, like looking up to buy like them. in a box well that's the irony is like they did re-release a, a modern small Commodore that plays all original Commodore in it mm-hmm is a preset? Remember. It's like USB no. and shit. No, uh, what what I got I've is this. I'm I'm pretty heavy into the Commodore awesome. scene. I've I've only recently joined on Lemon sixty four though. Mm-hmm. But how I play it is, I actually just recently got the Commodore one twenty eight, which was the second release. Okay. I grew up with the sixty four though, but I have the console, which is the keyboard. That's the mm-hmm. actual console. Yeah. Um, I have instead of the disc drive, my disc drives are all shitty. Okay. Um, what I have now is an SD to IEC, but basically it's like the EverDrive or the Power Pack. That's badass. And it plugs in to the port that, like, you're, like it's a disc. Yeah. So then I have SD cards. So you can read SD it on cards. SD cards instead of floppies. And it still loads at Commodore speed. Sure. 30 minutes to load so a fucking game. So it's all, it's just reading the medium exactly. of a different thing. That's all. And then what we use it to play it was Epix back in the day, the guys that did Summer Games, oh, created a sure. fast load cartridge. They went bankrupt because that was a Commodore 64 on the cartridge that they ran illegally. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but I actually sent it to Oops. a member on Lemon 64, a pretty yeah. cool dude. He took the Epix fast load cor- cartridge and mm-hmm. made it compatible with the SD card thing. Oh, so they load so right up. it'll load up in uh, a, a tenth of the time or whatever. Wow. So I haven't tried it since I, my yes. shit's in fucking yeah. moving. Yeah. But it has a reset That's button amazing. built into it so you don't have to turn off the power of the console. It has a That's reset cool. button. He needs a kudos for that. That's compatible with that. He had it, and you have to solder a chip onto it. Which for me, I know how to solder, but like the knowledge base, I'm not a pro at it. So the thing is, though, is like, so that's going to be my setup in the new house when I set up. My game room is going to be different. It's not going to be. I don't have as much room. The last place I had, I had an entire basement that was the length of my 2,000 square foot house, and I had a bar room with all my like my arcades in it, and then like the the playable stuff, the stuff that I play day to day. Mm -hmm. The next place, I'm going to have one room. (laughs) So I'm going to have some cool shit displayed, like the rental boxes that we've talked about. Have that displayed out there. Probably Mm -hmm. my Zelda collection. Then I have to have my go-to kit. So I'm going to have my, my Red 10 Arcade out there, but at my Commodore setup is going to be there. Mm-hmm. i got to have the Commodore setup. And just because I want to play it authentically sure. as possible, but within reason. I can't go on eBay and try to find every boxed game because it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. If you look right now on Commodore 64 on eBay, you're going to find lots of discs. Yeah. Now, with yeah. those lots of discs, you're going to have utility discs, like a fucking word processor or yeah. some bullshit. And... Those aren't darn worth the shit, and half the disc will be bootlegged. So it's like us taking the fucking Sega CD and making a disc of it, a burned disc, and selling that shit. Mm-hmm. That was the Commodore 64 era. That's how it piracy worked. was rampant. It was huge. I, <laughs> Still I look is to this day. I look back on my I look back on my freaking <laughs> collection. Never changed. Yeah. And we only owned Arr. I think three games. <laughs> I had 
probably 400 games on the Commodore growing up. We only owned three games. Leaderboard, leaderboard Golf, <laughs> Micro League Pro Wrestling. That's cool. And um, the third one was Batman the Caped Crusader. Right, and yeah. you would go to levels and it would be like little comic book panels. Those are the only three games we owned. Yeah. I had, we had every single game. It seemed and like. I'm, I'm guessing like... 99% of everyone else did too, like who owned one. But, but here's, I bet it was the here's same what kind of blows thing. my mind, which should blow everybody's mind that's listening. Think about this the internet didn't exist. How the fuck did I get 3,000 Commodore games when there's no way for everybody to communicate? The Commodore scene had to have been insanely connected back in the day. Big time. Because I, I bet my brother went to his buddy, like Steve Vargas, which he has some records on my soup, my summer games to this day because it's saved on the disc. Oh. That old Steve Vargas oh. knew somebody who knew somebody else <laughs> yep. that they just talked to each other. They got a big thing of the, bur- the burn discs and you know they would sit there and, and copy the discs for each other. Wow. And it's just crazy because all our discs are a little different too. So I mean they came from different sources. Like I remember with piracy I was like in wow. grade school and I'd like team up and have this underground with anybody else who had a computer because that was a big deal back then. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. we all said okay what games you got what games you got. We would all um, throw give each other blanks and say okay if we're going to be in this group you go get make me copies of this I'll give you the blanks and we yeah. just did a big trade off. So I had like 20 or 30 other games that I didn't have to buy. I remember getting like Sim City, Sim Farms, Sim Ant, Sim, Sim Earth. Cool. All those Sim yeah. games were popular. I gave out like Doom, Wolfenstein because I was like the cooler kid of the group. <laughs> but I still got other yes. fun games in the trade off. Hell know? yeah! And it was and crazy. The the Commodore though wasn't mine. It was my brother's. Mm-hmm. Now my my parents matched my brother when he saved up for half of it. He had to save up like hundreds of dollars working, oh, and because wow. it was expensive as yeah. shit. Like the Commodore cost money, and then the disc drive cost money. My brother also got the printer. So wow. we had all of it. Wow. And That's it, amazing. I was, printer, yes. I'm, I'm, my brother's 10 <laughs> years older than me, so I'm 10 yeah. years behind. Oh, wow. So he, we That's had this. Thing. And the thing that was crazy was is that he had a binder, and I still have his binder. It has a little Smurf on the yeah. freaking front. Nice. <laughs> like like classic one of those uh, color form press-on things nice. where it's like, it's flesh. It's not sticker, but it's like pressed onto it. Oh, the 80s yeah. stuff, yeah. He had A through a, A, B, B, C, C, like, he had all of them listed out on discs with uh-huh. little stickers. Wow. The problem is, as time goes on, yeah. the adhesiveness on some of them little stickers fell off. Oh, yeah. no. So now I have thousands of discs, because I've found some on eBay, I've found some at stores, um, and some of the ones that he had, the labels fell off. So I have to sit oh. there, recategorize, mm-hmm. but the discs lose magnetism, they start doing errors, the yeah. disc drives themselves if they get dirty, I mean, if they don't read it, properly. Oh, you man. really need piracy to preserve the future because without the pirates putting it on newer mediums that'll last, like CDs or SD cards, this stuff could realistically disappear. Yeah, and that's kind of how VHS... It's necessary like, it, Yeah, if you think about like evil, best way to put it. Like VHS, like some of those movies never made it to DVD, so... Somebody those, had to do the conversion. They so that, gave a shit out there. That film, and and, <clears throat> and that's kind of like what I do with, you know, well, the old We the still old horror have and stuff. some stuff that isn't online right now yeah. in our collections for VHS horror. And then oh, yeah. you can make a DVD if you want, like your own. Yep. But um, some of those... And that's the scary thing, like, that's a finite... That will be gone if nobody oh, definitely. saves that. I mean, so know? if you're a video game yeah. collector, you're really a video game historian trying to preserve the past. Yeah, because yeah, all all these carts are just going to be like chunks of plastic. Yeah, and, like, and with the Commodore the seat, on that in like disc, 100 or 200 years, disc uh-huh. medium, they're not going to work anymore. No. But like on a magnetized disc medium, they're going to look like, like Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh my it's God. bad. It's like sensitive world. Yeah. And then you imagine like the Commodore games that are like four discs. What if disc yeah. three doesn't work? Yeah. And you're fucked. That's true, yeah. too. So that's why that like sucks. that's why I've heavily moved towards the SD card thing. Yeah. Because I have all these discs and I'm like half of them they might not even work anymore yeah. ones that did work might not work because my disc drive's getting bad or that disc's getting bad and we were playing so it's like I'm gonna move toward the SD card SD and then the, the Xbox Arcade that's what I was just gonna say like we were playing it on that man the music pump it up man oh, oh yeah say. and that's the thing there is a huge Commodore music like community out there, it's amazing. The music on the Commodore, man. It, the bass, it, the bass in it, the tempos, it is amazing and it is understated. Like everybody loves the NES, like for its music. Like the Commodore is a different beat. The chip tunes. Oh my god! But yeah, kind of like yeah. Sega to Super Nintendo. It's got its own rock and absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Commodore's it's Sega's got that bass going. Like, like cool. you had Super Nintendo versus um, Genesis. It yeah. really was NES versus 
the Commodore almost yeah. because people because the NES came out after the crash with yep. Atari, and then you know the, the, they wanted to market it as a toy. Well, Commodore marketed it as this is a computer to teach your kids. Yeah, they both came out around the same time. Yeah, a lot of the Just games like, the, like the Simpsons, Bart vs. <laughs> Space Mutants, is on Good both CDI. Yeah, yeah, it's on. It's Simpsons Bart versus Space Mutants is on both. They had a Commodore version and an NES version. Spy versus Spy. There's three Spy versus Spies on the Commodore. <laughs> there was a second one for the Nintendo that was only released, I think, in Japan or something. Yeah, Japan gets everything. Yeah, well, I mean, Japan. It was a <laughs> the, the, the Famicom was a lot bigger. Yeah, in Japan. huge. That and PC yeah. Engine. And were PC like, Engine was Turbo Graphics 16. Was Even like Saturn was humongous in Japan. That's what's keeping it alive, not the U.S. sales. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But yeah, like there were so many awesome things about like the Commodore for itself. Like that's why I put on Gamester eighty one. That was the long tangent about the Gamester eighty one. Oh, like yeah. he posted that feeler out there. Like, what do you think is unappreciated? I'm like, the Commodore, because like nobody really talks about that community on Lemon sixty four is really niche. It's really yeah. small. It's crazy. Like Nintendo Age has gotten huge. And yeah. It used to be like we would have a Nintendo H camp out where we all get together, and even before I went to them, it was like a small little ordeal. Yeah. The last one I went to before this current one, it was there's tons of people there, and to the point where the guy who was running the camp out was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to cut this down a little bit to invite only." <laughs> yeah, because yeah. invite only. Yeah, like and so the last one was like a family reunion type thing where it was really small, but it was still fun. You have oh, to yeah. make it that, but yeah, it's exploded. Um, yeah, and the Nintendo's huge though. Like Commodore though, it's it's very underground because it's Atari fifty two hundred. <laughs> And everybody loved that system. Yeah, man, the controller is <laughs> terrible. Like, why didn't they just make the same jack? <laughs> why didn't they just make that? That's like a rant that I, I could. Oh, getting Kyle rants. It's, like, it's got to be pretty rough. I just don't get like. <laughs> yeah, the, the Atari Fifty Two Hundred. They decided to just change it. You could have put like. We're in Sega Genesis copied off Atari. And you could have put a Sega Genesis controller in that jack and played with it. Instead. Yeah, would have had better odds. That's just, it's like you can't though because no, you can't because it blows my mind like why people now, do that unless you made a pinout converter if you're is the size smart of guy. the jack for the fifty two hundred how is it compared <laughs> to that of the expansion port on the Famicom and the Neo Geo I was it's thinking about that too port. I, I wonder because if it's I know the same thing. you can plug in a the Neo Geo and the, the Neo and the Fami it's the same oh, one can? yeah it's the same exact absolutely well, what does it do anything um, some of it works some of it doesn't yeah, it depends on the, the controller but the button mapping is different because okay. there's you know yeah four buttons because I have a convert two I have two different weird converters for the Neo one of them you can plug a PlayStation 2 controller into it yeah, and true. play that with the analog freaking stick. That's on, cool. Which is awesome. The other one I have is a Super Nintendo controller. Oh. <laughs> I have a Super Nintendo <laughs> controller for the Neo. It's like freaking hilarious. That's but though. it's not a converter because the other one's a converter. You can plug any uh, PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2 controller into it. The other one is just a Super Nintendo controller that was bootleg made, so it feels junky. Oh, so like one of the the buttons, some of the buttons aren't aren't as touchy or as sensitive as the real Super Nintendo one is. You always know like third party shit's never as fucking good. It's always absolutely cheap not. That's how that Neo one is. But it's cool to have a Super Nintendo looking controller on the <laughs> GOES or MBS or uh, any of them. Yeah, um, really. Yeah. Craziness though. I love getting off on awesome tangents. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's just I'm glad that you know it's just. Too bad that once the seventy eight hundred and they fixed it, figured it out like it was too late. Oh, definitely. The NES was like, <sighs> well, compare a seventy eight hundred game. Yeah, seventy eight hundred game still NES. pretty rough. It's and that like, came out way after the seventy eight hundred's like a polished twenty six hundred game, and that's giving it a lot of niceness. Seventy eight hundred's like a Coleco, almost yeah. like the same. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing, it's but like four bit. But it's I don't like, know what you call it. Like, yeah, I don't know what you call it. Half it was bit. trying to. They were trying to compete with the NES, and it's like, eh, no. Yeah, um, non, 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 yeah. non. NES has like the best arcade, you know. It's like ports. comparing a Sega Master System to a PlayStation. You just don't kind of do those battles. And that was my big thing with the NES. You could get like Defender, you know, like your your Choplifter. Uh, if you're at Famicom, you know, that's a whole nother thing too. Like all the games. Oh, there's so many that games on Famicom. On that the Fami. That was like yeah, after you got to your like one up, one out. That's another before thing. Before you started collecting boxes and manuals, yeah. you were like, hey, what Famicom games exist that are fun to play that you don't have to know Japanese for? Right. That's the key. Ah, there you go. And so we started doing a list. Like, B-Wings is a fucking shoot-em-up on the Fami. Yeah, That's like amazing. A 
No, <laughs> B-Wings is not a cute. It's like a helicopter shooter, I think. Okay. But as, as, as far as cute ups go, though, there are um, like Twin B. Twin B. That's what I think. Like twin B. Stinger. Twin, twin B. One and three. Yeah. Well, one, two, and three, obviously. But yeah. one and three weren't released in America. Yeah. Stinger, like you were saying. And then you look right to the left of it, you get Kid Dracula for the amazing. Game Boy. There's an NES version. Yeah. There's a Quarth. Kid Dracula Quarth is for the Castlevania. Game Boy. Like your Alucard as a kid. Yeah, Kid Dracula. Oh, I see it. And it's a side scroller, and it's. it's I've seen it's it like, for the Game Boy. I haven't seen it for the Famicom. It is different for the Famicom. Big sprites. It's almost like Jackie Chan's action kung fu. Just really, okay. really well done and colorful. But yeah, I mean the. So once you've collected all the NES games that you want, you know, unless you're going to go crazy and get them all, that's cool too. And then you can go, go crazy. Then, then you can go and get the rest. And, and that's the thing where the madness never ends because you yeah. can go for the Famicom games that you don't need to know Japanese for, and then you have reproduction sites that will make English translations of RPGs that were never released in the U.S. Like the Final Fantasy. Such as Final Fantasy 2 and 3. And you got like Fire Emblem that came out on the NES. You yeah. got games like YY World, which was like a Konami collaboration Didn't Earthbound game. come out for the NES? Earthbound. Yep. Uh, and then now they've done stuff like Hacks on top of it. Yeah. So you have a translation. And then you have the Hacks. So there's like a 25th anniversary of Earthbound that just got released. And they made the difficulty a little easier so you don't have to grind as much and they upgrade updated some of the conversations and things so they make sense so they're not as English. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually they make a little more sense. So it's actually a much more fun game to play. Oh that's awesome. Which is awesome. So I have that version of it. Um but I also have, you know, mother on the normal cartridge as well. Yeah, um so you got you have the original Famicom games that you could play. You have mm-hmm. translations that you could get from websites like the NES Dump. Yep. Um, NES Reproductions, Game Reproductions. Highly recommended the NES Dump. A lot of people never yeah. mention the NES Dump, and he's oh, awesome. They're, they're awesome. And and that's the thing. He's cool. There's also other websites that do extravagant ones. Um, Rose Colored Gaming is insane. They're good as hell, yeah. They're very expensive, but you're paying for the artwork. Yeah. Paying for the quality. It's kind of like the one guy that you know that like paints oh, like super. Uh, J Rod, like yeah, yeah. Do, I'll do a little plug That's for, for J Rod. Yeah. It's called the custom uh, custom, uh, custom NES guy. Custom NES guy. Yeah. He does like metal like machine painting, like yeah. vehicle like a painting. Car. Yeah, a car yeah. Painting. yeah, hell yeah. yeah! And it looks so good. He's got excellent skills. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing though is like that you're you're paying for. The quality and preserving it because really after he puts that enamel on those things like a regular Nintendo controller like dent or chip when you threw it down not these things because it's got a whole coating on it yeah, which doesn't take awesome. away from the feel just makes it, feel like, makes it feel like a modern controller if that makes any sense and it makes it look like wow you know where do you yeah, get this exactly this conversation and, and, and that's the cheap, thing like but they're, they're well worth it <laughs> like, that's yeah, what's yeah, awesome yeah, yeah treat like, yourself once in a while the, yeah. the, uh, mm-hmm. the collection can always be expanded yeah. to other horizons and then you got my madness which is NES homebrew collected oh, yeah. now translation and reproductions are not homebrews. No. Homebrews are Only one thing. guy or a couple, like one or two guys that create a game from the ground up yep. and they release it on a cartridge or just release the ROM. Like Battle, Battle Kid being Battle the most Kid, famous, probably. Or the one that was released within the last two weeks, The Mad Wizard. Yeah, um, I saw that. That game's amazing, and dude. I, I, we, we shoot emails throughout the weeks. So I actually have the creator that should be coming on for the next... Oh, podcast cool. that we have, like one of the next ones. Yeah, uh, his name's Roth, and cool. he's a crazy ass drunk. So you'll like him, Kyle. All right. <laughs> but like, like he did his own. I didn't even know this. He did his own podcast for a while. It's called the Dog Cast because oh, wow. he does Sly Dog Studios. He's wow. done NES Virus Cleaner, which is an awesome game. That game was cool. It's, you showed it's me on that the one. Homebrew World Championships, which was another collaboration cart wow. World Championships cart. Homebrew games go insane. Yeah, homebrew um, games are awesome. We mentioned Rose Color Gaming. Time Walk Games used to be a heavy reproduction maker. They did like quality stuff, mm-hmm. but the thing was they went under. So there's a finite collection, and people collect all the Time Walk games. The other one is Retro U- Retro Zone, RetroUSB.com. Yeah, people collect those because they use all authentic parts. They don't bastardize a Mario Duck Hunt to make their reproduction. Yeah. they create the the actual shells from scratch. And they're colored shells. Yeah, they're neat. So I know guys that collect only retro retro zone games. Yeah, I got their and, world championship cartridge. It's nice. Yeah, they they made a Nintendo World Championships reproduction. That's the one pretty that cool. I got. And it has you know the 
the uh, the dip switches on it you, too. You gave me one, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I got you so, one for Christmas. Thank you one, so dude. much. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's how we, we keep each other flowing. <laughs> but um, the uh, the Mad Wizard was released through RetroZone, so he released that, and that that game's amazing. I I know I released a um I wrote a review on it up on my blog, yeah. but I, I think we should save talking about that one. That might be a homework for you guys to play on like the ROM or something, yeah. try to find it or some <laughs> shit before. Before the next podcast, Which, when for he's the here. Wizard one? for the Mad Wizard, that was yeah. one that you can, we you can play only download at your house. the demo. Yeah, it's the first level, I think, yeah. is all we can get. Because you were like a glitch tester, like all right. Yeah, um, well, I played it first at the family reunion. He was yeah. there, and nice. we played it drunkenly, and we got to watch him and get feedback from him. That's and neat. then um, I got to beta test it as well. That's um, cool. So I actually had the full ROM. Uh, but the thing is, the game's thirty dollars online. It's thirty bucks. Like getting a brand new NES game That's for nice, thirty dollars is ridiculous. It's cart only. I thought it was forty. It's like I don't know, but it's All like right. thirty or forty dollars. But um, but that's the thing though is like you can get other games that are like CIB, like okay. Ultimate Frogger Championship. Oh man, that one's awesome. You can play two player Frogger on the NES. And then they have like special ones. I think there's like a Lady Frog version. That's right? where that's super rare. Okay, so that's where NES Homebrew gets insane. Yeah. Uh, so awesome. so think about this. There was a game that came out last week. I found out about it just on Facebook. Yeah. It's like some beer drinking game. Cool. You actually you're at a bar, you're a bartender and you go do an IPA or a stout and tapper. you and you it's not tapper. <laughs> it's a it's a brand new Dude, I want to see that. I, I need to get that one. Fuck yeah. yeah. Here's the problem. For the bar. They did it limited. <laughs> Uh-huh. They only did a hundred, of course. And I and I found that's where NES Homebrew gets crazy. Mm-hmm. There's limited editions. Like yeah. Kyle said, Ultimate Frogger had a Lady Frog version that was in a pink box that came with a little Lady Frog. Things worth shit. a shit ton. And it's though. worth a fuck ton because they only made like ten or <laughs> yeah. some, some insane amount. Oh, this one they did a hundred and you just reserved them. Why don't we just make a homebrew and retire? <laughs> that's at least the five thing. of them. I released actually. <laughs> I, I did do a. I did a reproduction release. There you go. I was the first one to put Mother Three. We're talking about Earthbound. Yeah. Mother 3 is the Cirque sequel to the SNES Earthbound on the Game Boy Advance. I put it on a cartridge, the English translation, <laughs> and I released a limited version on Nintendo Age. That's cool. Um, they went for a lot of fucking money. Yeah. I did the right thing where I contacted the translators. They didn't want anything to do with any of the selling of it. I was like, whatever. I mean, if you guys want money for it, they're like, no, no, we did it for free. So they were um, cool. That's cool. And then I gave... Half of what I earned to Nintendo Age, nice for the um for their actual um what is it for their like actual website fund. I bet they love that. Well, I mean, the thing is though is that they that was nice. You know, helps them make money because it's such a big. You know, it rings a bell that you brought that up. I'm looking for a Star Fox Two on a cartridge. Any of you guys got one of those? I got a Star Fox Two on a cartridge. I talked with the guy at Midwest Gaming Classic. Okay, if you haven't heard about that. You definitely need to go. Okay. <laughs> you really do need um, to go. To I only that. want to play it on the cartridge. I tried it on emulators. It just don't feel right. i got to play it actually on the damn Super Nintendo to enjoy it. But that. yeah, playing on the Super Nintendo, make sure you get the overclocked cartridge. Okay, why? Well, it runs like hell. Oh, what they do is they take the, the <laughs> Super FX chip uh-huh. They overclock it to run a little faster. So if you play a game like Stunt Race FX, yeah. you play it now, it feels slow. If you overclock it, it plays like at a normal gaming speed. Really? The speed that the, the that guys actually... That doesn't hinder anything. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so the game... I just, I've just i been on Nintendo yeah. Age right now as we're talking. Um, It's called Beer Slinger. Okay. And oh, it, it looks like... It's like a top-down version. It shows over here like it's a little like... Arcade, you're like a little beer guy. It has lager and like IPA, and you, and you kind of serve them sitting at the bar. Dude, and I want that. It, it increases. That's amazing. <laughs> you get fired if, you, if you, you're not fast enough. It's like Paperboy. Bet you I could get pretty fired. <laughs> now the guy who's releasing this is yeah. Retroscribe. I'll see if he wants to come up on the podcast one time. That's maybe fine. most of the guys that I've contacted, <clears throat> I think we're gonna have some other guys up on the podcast. But That's fine. Retroscribe did a game called birthday is like blowout or something you blow out candles there's a birthday theme so they're doing like games based on holidays this one's for saint patty's day okay beer so, drinking. Uh, makes yeah. sense makes sense but like this one beer slinger like fuck yeah this is, this i was like sign slinger. me up sign me up please tapper's my uh, game so hey let's add beer slinger to the fucking <laughs> exactly so i think though this might be just a limited version and i hope they do an actual run the last one though, they only did the limited release. Yeah. So we'll see. What was but, the one with like the phones? You like answer these phones or something? That was a weird one. Study hall is crazy one. Study hall was cool where you're <laughs> on a piece of paper. See, that's where it gets crazy. Is like study hall, right? That's on Retro Zone. 
Okay. Now, on Nintendo Age, and this is where it behooves people, it's a good idea to go up and sign up on forums if you're heavy into collecting. Because, like, say you get an NES homebrew. All right, so the creator of this, Kahan Games, mm-hmm. um, he went on Nintendo Age, and he's like, all right, I have ten limited editions. The limited edition is different than the cartridge because it comes in like a binder and it has like a bunch of little inserts of little like study hall papers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes with like in the, the labels. Cool, the man. labels different and numbered. Sometimes they even number the cartridge on the screen on the game. It's numbered so it's a different huh. g- game version. So there's then ten different versions of the game because there's a one, two, three limited screen. Well, it's perfectly legal to make any homebrew and just sell it, right? I mean, there's the no, legality is a good question. Legality at all of that is always fishy. Yeah, because or, I'm trying to think. Do you say it this way? Oh, the software's free, but you're paying for the cartridge to be made. Well, the the perfect like, example is is that. Um, Leisure Suit Larry came out. Yeah, that that, that was also from Kahan Games. And that but he changed like, the name from Leisure Suit Larry to Larry and the Look for a Luscious Lover. Yeah. Or something. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. He yeah. changed. Well, I saw that. He changed it from that, but he tried to get um, he tried to get approval from the creator. Uh-huh. He just never got back to him. I think is what I heard. Okay. But um, that one also he did a limited version with a beer. And it went, it went for like each I one went for like four or five hundred dollars wow. for an NES game. I don't think that's crazy. And that, I, that's I what I'm saying. Like I NES homebrew the, collecting can get insane if you want to get everything. And I don't think Nintendo cares because they've made their it's money already. Old. They've I mean, made their. They're money. making their money again with their virtual console. That's recharging you. So that's, that's where do. people get fishy on it. All right. So mm. say you do a reproduction a of a Famicom game <clears> that never came out. In the states, Splatterhouse, for example, yeah. you do a reproduction of it on an NES cartridge, uh-huh. and, then, and you're selling it, and you're making money on it. Well, they released that on the Wii Virtual Console. That's a good point. Nintendo's trying to make their money on it, but that could now I can buy hairy. it from the NES. Dump. Right. If you so, have an original Nintendo, though. So, in other words, I, I really think yeah, that yeah, that's another thing. I mean, that, you're I, still I, a Wii I, customer. That's that's where like I have no problem right. with it. It's really interesting. I I really have no problem with it, but the thing is, is that. I think as long as it, they don't try to like sell it at like a Walmart or something, I think they're going to be fine. If they don't try to sell oh, yeah, it definitely. at like a major retailer, like throw that up on throw that up on bootleg DVDs there too. <laughs> and here's the thing though, you throw that up on eBay, yeah, and it'll probably get taken down. Oh, a yeah. lot of them do. Careful. They get flagged. Yeah, sell it through forums so or something. That's instead. the thing. So that's why their, their websites work, retrousb.com or. And that's why also Retro USB has kind of gotten away from doing um, the reproductions that they've went more towards only homebrew games. Yeah. And, and they're, and they're kind of sticking towards NES just because the creator likes NES better than Super Nintendo. But that's just his own, yeah. his own opinion. Yeah, I, I, and I think he's probably got the hardware down cold. Maybe Super yeah. Nintendo's got well, some more stuff. Well, people it. are mm-hmm. devising the stuff for yeah. the games and he kind of is the utility for it because he has yeah. all the pieces. I, th- I think with the, the the whole flea market thing is a good point because they always have the bootleg DVDs. I, people, and you know like police officers got to go to the flea market at some point and see it. it. I think it's the fact that they don't care enough to, you know, the to perfect, do anything. The but perfect example with piracy was me, for me was when I was deployed in Iraq. There's something called the Haji Mart. And basically you had Iraqis there on post releasing bootleg DVDs on the military installation of movies that are in theaters at that time. Yeah, I think we get to watch that. the movies. And it's, I work with the government. They're on a government installation. Yeah. And they're allowed to sell the entire <laughs> Farscape DVD set for $10. Well. And you can buy or every copy of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for 20 bucks every single season. In like, and you're in the belly of the beast. And it's super, com- thing, it's super like. compressed. It looks like shit. And it's bootleg. But the thing is that they're allowing pirates yeah, and bootlegs. So I'm, like, I'm like, if they're going to allow that, are they really going to go after Joe Schmo's downloading a fucking movie? Or are yeah, they going to go after Mr. Man who's making a NES reproduction? Comcast attempted to. Probably. I doubt it. <laughs> Probably and, and that's not, where yeah. I like my care level is so low when it comes to that. I'm like, you know what? If somebody wants to enjoy a game on their console of choice and it exists and somebody's willing to make it and do the artistic yeah. you know, presentation as well, More power you know what? To them. Right. That's what you're paying for. You're not paying guess, for the, you're you know. not paying for the game at that point. You're paying for the way to way you want to play. Thing it. I like the way that the technology right. has evolved. That it's given these opportunities. That if you want to be stuck in a gaming era or generation, you can stay stuck in it and still get new stuff. Like I mean, a lot of people get frustrated. They get a newer system out. I mean, I'm playing more of my older consoles than the modern ones. I mean, modern ones do have some cool ones here and there, like that iDarb that I talked about, but. 
it's not going to keep me as connected as playing a retro one of a no homebrew all day, you know what I mean? Yeah, At yeah. least for me. So. I'm on the same way. Like I, I always go to the old stuff first, but um, you definitely can't like be blind to the new stuff. No, no. Which I is what you're saying, too. Because like, you, you guys are more on the fringe of that than I am. Like, well, Kyle's in a whole other world. Of, we are definitely on the fringe of moron. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are more on the edge of like the cutting edge of like what's yeah. happening, especially like that's I think that's the thing with Jeff is why he gets as many deals because he's always in the cutting edge. So yeah. he gets it before he's, he's pre-ordering it oh, yeah, before it's even been. It. So that's another thing, and, and that's by participating. I've been on Nintendo Age since I redeployed for Iraq, so like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Wow. Um, the site started around seven. I was in Iraq during that's the time, cool. but um, but the thing is, I've been a member for so long now that I've known there and that's the thing don't just expect to go on a forum or do something and immediately be the master of it yeah. you gotta put <laughs> in the time but, but you gotta just like time. noob under your name but, but yeah you gotta put in the time too it's just like Pretty putting much. the time and yeah. the research into what you're collecting it's yeah. the same thing oh, you can't just expect to be the subject matter no. expert on something from the immediate get go and when you're collecting something you gotta do the same thing so like if you really want to get into NES Homebrew which I do like them a lot no. I research everything into it Oh. And then, mm-hmm. so I actually beta test for some of the guys because I enjoy it so much. You know what? Yeah, I want cool. to play the the shit out of them and that's you know awesome. see if I can find bugs. I was I'm doing a, another one that's coming out and it's like some little RPG where they have little icons and one of my buddies is actually doing the um, the game. Huh, and it's, cool. it's coming out um, this year and it looks awesome. It's freaking really cool looking one. It's a different type of mechanics, but we've been testing the shit out of it and we're like giving feedback. Yeah. And the the programmer is like from a different country. Interesting. But wow. my buddy who I'm dealing with, he's you know he lives actually local to where I'm at, where mm. I'm about to move from. But like he's kind of the conduit. You get a special things oh, at the end of the game. I mean, <laughs> honestly, like most of the time, I expect nothing from mm. it. And maybe the opportunity to buy one of the limited ones. Yeah, that maybe, maybe, maybe. That's, that was my main thing. I think that should be because that's yeah. what I would do. Yeah. Um. Some some of the game producers do have a little bit of a um a quick. Um, loss of memory when it comes to that shit. Because yeah. here's the thing: like, <laughs> like I got, um, I I got published in issue eight of Nintendo Force magazine. I did the NES Homebrew 101 article okay. in that magazine, which is badass. I mentioned um, Kahan Games' study hall in there, yeah. and he was excited. I said, you know, I would mention you, give you a, a longer review or whatever just because I enjoy the game yeah. I helped beta test it and all that he's like awesome he's like well what do you want I'll give you a copy of the game I'm like I already got a limited copy just give me the opportunity to buy any of the limited ones yeah and then so Larry comes around and he gave you the opportunity he gave me the opportunity but the catch was is well buy it at the lowest bid level lowest bid level is like $400 I'm like oh, I got it 400 bucks shit. man Christ. I'm like and the irony was I didn't beta test that one he gave the beta testers an opportunity to buy it for like thirty bucks. Oh, and I'm talk like, about oh, so so he's like he kind of. And I, I've been told by other That's members irony. that he's kind of like forgetful when it comes Quote to unquote, that. Forgetful. You know, like what have you done for me lately? Type person. Oh, yeah. Which I'm like, I'm like really because the, the coolest <laughs> guy ever, and nobody really knows the story. Uh-oh. Is um Chris Bors. No, not Chris Bors. <laughs> Um, you know Turbo Views? Perfect last name. Chris no, Bucci. Chris Bucci Bucci. Oh, yeah. From Turbo Spida, Views. Spido 1A. One one or something? Yeah. yeah. Um, he does Turbo Views. So he does every Turbo Graphics game. He's been reviewing them. Uh-huh. It's extremely awesome presentation. Probably one of my favorite reviewers from, from that I've watched for a long yeah, time. I have a disc somewhere around he, re- he released Turbo Views on DVD. Really? Now, here's the thing. Like, back when I was in Miami, which was like five years ago... He posted somewhere, hey guys, I'm going to have to stop doing turbo views. Oh, really? Because my hard drive crashed. Oh, I, this is I, a good story. So, so basically, what I said was, hey man, I might be able to help you out. So he sent me his hard drive. I actually recovered 98% of the hard drive. Wow. Got him back all the files. Wow. And he's like, well, dude, I owe you. Like, I was like, well, you know what? Let me get you know maybe a copy of the next one. And yeah. then when you do a box set, I want the box <laughs> for yeah, the box set. Like, that. like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, cool, man, cool. And yeah. so when the next one came out, which was like 
like a year ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, hey, dude, you remember? He remembered, and he got me a copy of the fucking thing with the bonus disc. It came with a bonus well, disc. Somebody recovers your data, you better remember that and guy. And that's the thing, though. He remembered me, though. So <laughs> yeah, he was the perfect him. example of an awesome freaking guy so, yeah. who remembered me, the little peon that helped him with his shit. Yeah, he uh, saved his ass, dude. That's when, that's when Kyle says, like, I'm all over the place. I really am all over the damn place. I help freaking... Turbo View savers his show because he had stuff on there for the next like 30, 30 reviews. God damn. So he would have had to have redone it all. He, his motivation level, like we talked about on, our la- uh, on the first podcast, yeah. like his motivation level would have been gone. Like yeah. he had to redo all that shit. It'd be yeah. like if we were recording a podcast and it didn't record. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's hard to recreate something that's on the fly, too. Exactly. So that's the hardest part of it. So, but like he was a perfect <laughs> example of one that did look out for me, whereas Kahan Games didn't. Now, the other side is he's still making awesome games. I still bought a copy of Larry. Yeah. I'm still going to buy copies of his other games, uh-huh. but it's just like, man, he kind of like. It's kind of like a turd. <laughs> like, well, man, that sucks, it's man. It's not what you would have done. Oh, hell no. I would, I would always always look, look out for somebody. Well, I, if somebody helps me out, I'm always done that. That's always the person I've met. Yeah. No, yeah. that's the best way to be. I've had the same problem, actually, with the channel for KVK Box. Um, you know the guy that does the custom paint jobs? Really cool guy to oh, do yeah. business with. Yeah. Um, he's, got, he's got a much larger following because my channel's much newer, and he's been around for a while. He's got, like, you know, like 10,000 subscribers. So I said, hey, mm. do you mind um, just doing a shout-out, look through my videos? And he picked one of the videos and he did a shout out and I got a few subscribers from his quick shout out he posted on Facebook for me he's like no problem that's cool you always been a cool customer in that and that's fine I then said hey this is a good idea just to promote the channel and try to get more people aware of it that are video game related mm-hmm. so I contacted the guy that actually does like my um, modding for consoles that does uh, well actually the modder that I use for Nintendo equipment he'll like make them RGB or fix them and do that kind of stuff I contact him and then he looked over my channel he's like um yeah, so which video did you uh, talk about me or recommend me? I'm like, well, I didn't talk about you much. He's like, let me know when you do, and then I'll think about it. I'm like, okay. Oh, so now I know what kind of guy you are with yeah. the line in the sand. Whereas the other guy with the <laughs> custom paint job, he didn't say anything. He said, no problem, dude. Wow. I mean, so that just tells you what kind of people are dealing with. Granted, I'm still in Jeff's realm, though. He does such good work with his equipment. I'm still probably going to have to do business with him. But I'm still going to keep in mind, yeah, that guy's kind of a turd, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a turd. Hell yeah. So it's, it's just funny how the world works out there. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of different types. Yeah. It really is. There's a lot of different, like, personalities you deal mm-hmm. with in the, in the gaming community. And it's uh, like, uh, I just try to, to be friendly. But yeah. on the other side, like, if I need to say that the anger video game nerd is fucking going down fucking hill I'm gonna say it yeah (laughs) like that's just how I am you know what I mean Let's talk about our, our next little subject real quick. Yeah. Um, so, response to our first podcast. All right. Surprise <laughs> let's, me. Let's get Kevin all spun up. So I sent it to Kyle. <laughs> I don't have them saved. Doesn't send it to them. Kevin, of course. Okay. So <laughs> we we're, we're saving it for the podcast. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. You guys are all <laughs> <laughs> like I'm being prompted yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. So first of all, I took the podcast, mm-hmm. all right, I took the raw form or whatever, um, put little intros on it, um, put it up on Apple, I'm, yeah. so it's on podcasts or whatever, yeah. um, so we start getting subscriptions and everything after I created it, but my first initial push, I promote everything through Facebook, just posting on random yeah. pages and shit, yeah. so I post channels. on the, uh, the Nerd Haven, <clears throat> which was a g- gaming group on Facebook that I helped establish with uh, right at the beginning with a couple guys. One being Alpha Omega Sin. There you go. <laughs> so he's a YouTuber. Well. Who did we mention in our podcast? The Game Chasers. Very 
very sparingly. We mentioned him like once or twice. Yeah. He took he took it. At, Kyle mentioned it first, and yeah. then I mentioned it later. And he took it as offense, like we were digging into the game chasers, and that we said that they sucked and all this crazy oh my shit. God. Like what, what did he say? What, what we did say was that their episodes are getting like further and further apart. Yeah, which is true. And also recently, did you notice they're just posting a filler now? They're like, um, back in my day, and then they just like sit there and stare at a toy for five minutes. I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah, and, get better filler. And, and, and so, that's like so, some, the the so my. Mondays or whatever. Yeah. James Alpha Mondays, Omega like Sense. Filler. Alpha Omega Sense took that as like an offense on him. He said, "I don't know how much I I, I agree, disagree with so much that you said in the podcast." Oh, and he was saying it's not our fault that the gaming collection, like the collecting world, has become harder oh, and yeah. all that stuff. That's right. And that's why I was like, "Well, we need to talk about a podcast on how to really collect." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but my thing was is that like I was going on and kind of defending. But on the other side, I'm like, well, you're allowed your own opinion. You yeah. can say that we're fucking full of shit. Yeah. But when you say something that <laughs> is bullshit, yeah. like like he was saying that we didn't like them, and that we said that we wanted the angry video game nerd to release more content faster. No, Throughout the entire said, podcast, we said time. the opposite. We said, take as much time as you yeah, exactly. need make it count, right. you know? and release it as long as you need to. We want we quality, just want not just quality. quality. Just do your damnedest. So that's yeah. when I knew exactly that he was just trying to... Stir something? Try to stir... Like, just be negative Nancy yeah. over here. And I was like... <laughs> that is his MO, ain't it? The irony is... And he likes the rant and The irony is I did a couple episodes of the Hate Bit podcast that he did back in the day, which he probably forgot. Like, yeah. again, somebody who has a little forgetful mind... Um, Oh, another and, turd. Like, <laughs> another turd. But the thing is, is like, do I have a problem calling out old Alpha Megasin? Nope. Because what's the worst case scenario? He's going to talk shit about us on his channel and get us more listens? Oh, oh darn. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, uh, oh, darn, man. It's BG bullshit. Yeah. yeah. We're, I mean, we're going to talk about some bullshit. We're going to talk yeah. shit sometimes, too. And that's the thing, though, is that, like, if he doesn't like what we have to say, he can come on here you and defend try. himself. Yeah, go ahead. Because yeah. his main thing was, he's like, well, you're talking about them getting money is why they're doing this. Like, just because they got money, they're changing their ways. I'm like, you know what? If I'm going around scrounging for video games and, and being a cheap bastard, yeah. and then now people are giving me those games, I don't have to go around as much. Exactly. We don't go around every week. Yeah. That was never our MO anyways. We yeah. don't like to go every week. <laughs> but, like, they they changed a little bit to the frequency that they're doing it because they can't. And now they're making like their James and Mike Mondays with that back in my days. Well, no, that's a ABGM. We're talking about Lane Chasers. I know the, the yeah. back in my days. Oh, the back in my days. But it's like a filler. Yeah. It's like a fluff. Yeah. Now, it's just some filler until they do their season. Now, so. the thing that right. he said that made sense, but he was getting defensive on his own end, was he's like, well, I'm getting paid and people are sending me games and I haven't changed what I'm doing. Okay. And, and the truth is, is sure. Everybody isn't going to sell out. Everybody yeah. isn't going to change the way. He didn't change his way. He still goes on and bitches about stuff. But well, we didn't say he changed. At <laughs> we all. didn't say he changed he's been at the all. The same old yeah. negative Nancy he's always been. And and the thing is, is I like some of them. But the thing is, I've noticed with Alpha Omega Sin stuff that I listen to his shit less and less because the thing is, is we already know he's going to go on and say, "Oh, this shit's fucking stupid. It's stupid. Well, it's yeah, fucking dumb." Yeah. And, or he likes it. And he's like, "This is the greatest thing ever," yeah. but he doesn't really give a lot of substance to it. Sometimes yeah. he, he does. Articulate very well. Sometimes anymore. he does, but well, it's to the point where I'm like, "Eh." There's so yeah. many things we don't like about his podcast. Well, yeah, but like, where's what are they? And he didn't have you know, a lot of stuff. That's the whole problem with people. Like they say all this, but they don't have any backup. Like yeah, do a little bit of research at least, or at least make up something worthwhile to listen to. But like Jeff and I were talking about, we're like glass half full people. Absolutely, yeah. and that's, you gotta be that way to survive. And all he is is a glass half empty. So it's always negative, negative, da da yeah. da. Like it gives me a headache, man. I, yeah, I, he he I, does have his. I, I think he's actually both sides of the coin because he has his half, glass half empty pocket yeah. his glass half empty videos he's an extremist and then he has his glass half full that's videos that's a good way to put he's it he's an extremist he's yeah. great he is. terrible because he does have those, yeah. those ones that you're talking about have you ever seen about, something though? where he's like you it's know like this isn't that bad but it's not that good <laughs> there is no middle ground it seems well, like well that's why yeah. I enjoyed the hate bit podcast no. that he was doing it was more about the, the negative because hate bit but yeah. um but I enjoyed it because there was other perspectives. Yeah. So that's why I would like to have him even on our podcast, but he'd probably be like, fuck you guys, you're talking shit about me. Yeah, yeah. Which, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the thing, like, anybody wants to take it up with me, I'm, I'll, I'll give you my address and come visit. Yeah, I'll see how it works for you. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. like, as I said, I've been to Iraq, and you ain't gonna fucking ain't gonna come knocking on my door with your Nintendo controller swinging. <laughs> but, uh, but, but the other side is, though, is that he he does have good 
information. Yeah. I just think he needs other people to be the antithesis. That's yeah. why we like Kevin on here, because me and Kyle agree with a lot of shit. Yeah. Kevin has a different perspective. We like it. <laughs> Same shit. I'm not many yeah. of the sheep to follow many things. Yeah, I, I don't like <laughs> yeah the, she, the sheep follower types. And that was the thing. There was a couple of guys on the Nerd Haven oh, sucking his penis while he yeah. was doing his like, he's like, oh, well, this guy sounds defensive. And I just like their post. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm not gonna not. When he's saying some stupid shit that's unmerited, yeah. like he said he disagrees with all this shit. I'm like, well, I'm like, I was, first thing I said was like, well, I appreciate your opinion. Yeah. And then I said, you know, well, this, 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 and this. Yeah. And then he and he only posted one response. Like, oh, yeah. it wasn't like it he's was too like, important to post anymore. Like it wasn't like there was. I was like, well, I told Kyle like on the email, like worst case scenario, he writes, he does a rant video on us. And I wish. A bunch of fucking. I hope, he, I hope he plugs the channel while he's at it. Well, I mean, and the thing is, is that no matter what you do on the internet, you're gonna have some trolls. Oh yeah. So if we start to get popular, we're gonna have fucking people shitting on it. I we're can't gonna wait. have fanboys of the AVGN. They're gonna shit on it. Whatever. Right. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, that's the whole like wrestling thing. If you can get a response, goddamn it. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Good or bad, as long as you're doing There's no such thing as bad publicity. No, if like, he would have actually had some merit behind his disagreements, that yeah, shit that we said. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see it because yeah. here's the thing, like, like what's okay, so many things, you know? We're doing this do. off the cuff. We're yeah. not reading off a fucking script. Nope. So the thing is, is if we do contra- contradict ourselves somewhere, uh-huh. we might do it. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not me and then Kevin contradicting yeah. me. He has a different aspect than yeah. Kyle does, than I do. So the thing is, is that that's not a contradiction. That's just a bullshit. That's just the that's our. That's the fucking podcast, yeah, man. Really. The VGBS. VGBS. That's right. That's right. And that's the thing. But the th- the thing is, though, is if I say something, then you think I'm contradicting what I'm saying. Then make a good example. Call them out. Make a good example. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, but just to talk shit, to talk shit, because we mentioned the game chasers, oh, and now you ha- now you hang out with them at conventions exactly. and stuff. Okay, cool. Well, I like the game chasers. I bullshit. I yeah. defended them on Nintendo Age when Nintendo Age was trying to fucking say that they were fake and shit. I'm like, no, they're they're real dudes. Really? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, Nintendo Age. There was a thread, and it was a couple of trolls on Nintendo Age. It wasn't any of the main guys. Oh, really? And they were saying that the game chasers were, bu- were bullshit and it's all staged. And I was like, no, man, I've bullshitted with them before. They're cheap fucks. They're, they're <laughs> creepy dudes. They're hilarious. Like, they are. Yeah. And and that's the thing, though, is that, like, I like the guys. And then he goes and, like, is getting really defensive. I'm like, we're well, not obviously against... obviously didn't listen. We're not he against just, them. Yeah. Like, like, what we're against is, you know, none of that. We, yeah. we like it all. We're it's just, just we, we just like... We, we would like some... Angry Video Game Nerd episodes. That yeah, is basically that quality. Yeah, all we said yeah. we like quality we just episodes some instead of all this filler. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's the thing, though. And I mean, the main thing that he said that I liked, and if Alpha Megasin's listening, he probably didn't get this far. But um, yeah. the main thing that he said in his response that I liked was is that um, people are going to record whatever they want. Yeah, and I I like that because. James and Mike Monday is like, well, we don't like him. That's no. what he likes doing. It might be as easy as recording this podcast as to us for yeah. them to sit there and bullshit and play some fucking games. Yep. And cut it up yeah. a little bit. That's the thing. And, and that's it gets the them thing. enough views to get by for rent that and, month. And that's why this podcast works, too, because for us, we're like, just good at bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is, we've been doing this for so long, collecting, yeah. gaming, everything. We never stop. We have like an archive that, of knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. And like we have different aspects that we're all masters of. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this this the fun part for us. So it's the same thing. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, I want to see Kyle do more fucking guiding. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the thing it's, is, though, is that, like, uh, Kyle only has a certain amount of knowledge. It's not infinite gaming knowledge of every <laughs> single game ever fucking made. Yeah. He has yeah. certain games that he's the master of. I have certain games that I'm the that's master the of. And the thing is, I'm not the master of it every time I play it. I play Double Dragon 2 one time, and I have no death running. The next time I'll play it, I'll die right before the fucking end, like yep. I did on fucking Kevin's channel. <laughs> yep. And then the next time we play it, we'll be fucking trashed as shit and break the world record, yep. which we did before. Yeah. Like It's like, it's God damn it, we didn't record it. Yeah. <laughs> But it, did it but, but it happens. And that's the thing, though. But but doing the podcast, we just sit there, hit record. We and fucking bullshit about stuff. And it goes off on tangents. We took a break, and we start talking about shit. We're like, God damn, we should be recording this. Like, the whole yeah. thing we should just record constantly. And that's the thing. we got to take breaks. <laughs> but it's just hilarious. Breaks. Like, like today, we were planning on going to a Galloping Ghost Arcade and yep. doing an interview. The problem is, is it's about 3 o'clock already. <laughs> and we got to... We gotta, um, I'm I'm leaving about to move and I gotta meet my family at six. Yeah. So I was like, eh, we might not be able to make that just because we get off on tangents doing the podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. 
to me. And now I'm enjoying just sitting here chilling. Oh, no, it's beer. nice. We're going to have to go do another beer run, which will be another break. Yeah, that's definitely breaking itself. <laughs> yeah, got to go do a beer run and <laughs> get, down get a little street. bit more of that. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, Galloping Ghost might take a back seat, which sucks because mm-hmm. I would like to go there before I leave. Yeah. But on the other side, I need to go see family. No, family always first, yeah, no matter absolutely. what your passions are. And the irony mm-hmm. is, is we haven't even mentioned it, I don't think, on the podcast, but me and Kyle are cousins. <laughs> we're family I'm not related to anybody yeah. nobody at all ever I'm a lone wolf he, he, yeah. he's basically a Jesus born out of immaculate yeah. oh, the out of Jesus nowhere. of gaming yeah, there you go. he's yeah. not related to anyone preferred messiah <laughs> But yeah, that's the thing though. So like, like Kyle's family too. So he's gonna be going to the family get together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's we've been hanging for so long since kids. So it's just like so easy. To- <laughs>